They hugged, and then Boodle walked into the apple orchard and Chisel walked home. He smiled, hummed a little tune, and sang to the trees. The Hedgehog family hadn't always lived in Shady Glen. Until one year earlier, they had lived in the big city, where Chisel's dad, Plinker, had a job working on the railroad cars. But the family had always felt that the country was the place they would like to live. They just never had enough money to move there. One day, Chisel thought to help with money, he should try to find old Cat Putin's buried treasure. Quite a few years back, there had been a very rich cat named Putan. She wore glasses and was always reading the newspaper. She was very smart. She made a lot of money starting different businesses. When she died, though, no one could find any of the money. The local banker said that every week Putan would come in and cash in a couple thousand dollars for gold coins and would also get one thousand pennies. There must have been millions of dollars in gold coins by the time she died, the banker said. For years, animals dug holes in likely places around the city, but never did find Putan's money. No one cared about all those pennies. They only looked for the gold. As Chisel was sitting under a tree in the park one day, an idea came to him. Maybe I shouldn't look for the gold like everyone else, but instead look for the pennies. A thousand pennies a week for twenty or thirty years is a fortune. He went to the library to look for a book on Putan the Cat. While looking, Chisel turned his head and noticed one of the mean mink brothers at the end of the aisle looking at him. Chisel pretended not to notice, though, and after finding the book, he learned that Putan enjoyed going on hikes in the forest, but when other animals had tried to find the gold there, they had not found it. Chisel then went to the city museum where they had some of Putan's things. He looked at some pictures of her businesses and some clothes she wore, and at some of her letters to animals. One letter was a thank-you letter to the citizens of the big city for all the years they had shopped at her businesses. All around the edges of the letter were scribbled numbers that looked like she had decorated the letter with numbers. But had she really? Then Chisel wondered, What if each stands for a letter? What would it say? If one equals A, and two equals B, and so forth, then looking at the top of the letter, nine would be the letter I, one would be A, Two would be B, nine is I, but that doesn't spell anything, he realized. He thought again, what if nine is I and the next number is really twelve, which would be L? Nine is I, so if the next number is eleven, it would be K and five would be E. 
I like, Chisel shouted to himself. He looked around to see if anyone had heard him, and he did see one of the minks on the other side of the room looking at him. Chisel wrote down the numbers and took them home to figure out. It took him an hour, but he finally figured out what the numbers said. He was disappointed when he found out it was only a silly poem. I like to swim, but don't be fooled. I like brown streams, not swimming pools. He thought to himself, Gee, this treasure hunting stuff is hard. Then he smiled. The harder something is, the better the reward that follows. He decided he would next go up to the forest where Putan always went hiking. Maybe he could get some clues. He got on his bike and started riding out of town on Dipigu Highway. Eventually he noticed that someone was following him quite a ways back, so Chisel went around a corner and hid in the bushes. A minute later, sure enough, here came the mean mink brothers on their bikes. 